Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're faith-filled women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you can, because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hey there, before we get started today, I just wanted to make sure that you knew about the Secret Sister Circle. That is a membership that I created to basically take the exhausted wife of an alcoholic from just sitting around wishing things would change, praying things would change, hoping things would change, to actually knowing what to do to find some stability and peace and happiness again. So I started this back in July, I believe, and we have covered a lot of ground since then. So I just wanted to go over real quickly with you just some of the topics that we've covered in there so you can kind of get an idea of um, what we talk about and if these are some things that maybe you could actually use. So we talked about, we started out with talking about some common pitfalls that wives of alcoholics fall into and how to overcome those. We talked about the all important taking thoughts captive and we really dove deep into exactly how to do that and how it can really just improve everything in your situation. We've talked about codependency, understanding alcoholism, uh, boundaries, effective communication with an addicted spouse. Um, We have also covered a lot of spiritual ground, like how to really embrace and uh, implement a meaningful quiet time with the Lord into your life, how to deepen your relationship with God. We did a study on that. We did a study on trusting in God. We did a study on how to hear from God. Um, we talked, we've talked about self-care for wives of alcoholics and what that looks like and exactly how to implement that. Uh, we've done a self-worth study, just so, just covered so many great things in there. And all of the material is presented to you in a way that is easy to consume, but also it gives you a lot of assistance in actually knowing how to implement this stuff into your life. Because I'm sure you've heard me say before, knowing is one thing, but doing is everything. So that is the Secret Sisters membership in a nutshell. I would absolutely love to have you join me there. It is super powerful um, and just there's some great life-changing stuff going on in there. You can find out more about it by going to my website, marriedtoaddiction.com, and just clicking on the tab that says uh, membership. I believe it's under the Get Help tab or drop down rather, and you'll see it there, Secret Sisters membership. So please go check it out. I would absolutely love to have you there with us. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Married to Addiction podcast. Today's episode is called The Line Between Mercy and Enabling. So in the last episode, we talked about addiction being a disease, and we talked about how that can help us empathize with what our husband is going through, because it's not just a choice like we talked about. It's something that's actually happening to him, you know, physically, psychologically, etc., and um, I mentioned how that made a huge difference for me when my hus- for me when my husband went to treatment, and I learned about addiction as a disease. It really helped me understand what he was going through, and just really it softened my heart my heart towards uh, his situation. However, today we're going to be talking about the other side of that coin, and that is uh, your husband's responsibility. So yes, addiction is a disease. Yes, it's something that is happening to him. Yes, it's something that's very difficult to get out from under. But that does not mean that he's not responsible for 
trying to do that. So as we talked about so many times, it's our responsibility to work on things that we can work on on our side of the street, as they call it, right? There's plenty of things we can work on to make things easier for us to better our situation, even though it's a difficult situation, it can be 10 times easier if you, you know, do certain things to, to that end. Uh, we work on all of those things in the Secret Sister Circle, for example. So it's our responsibility to work on things instead of just, you know, sitting around and hoping that things will change and just sitting in misery. But it is also his responsibility for him to work on the things that he can potentially change, that he can work on. So it can really be a difficult line to walk between having empathy and reacting with mercy because of the situation that he's in and that creeping into enabling territory. So ultimately, he is still responsible for his actions and the fallout of those actions. And we've talked about that before too. He, you know, the natural consequences a lot of times are what bring people to actually um, recovery who, you know, they, they have basically hit rock bottom or they have encountered a number of very uncomfortable or difficult circumstances because of their drinking. And a lot of times those consequences are the very things that push them towards recovery. When we stand in the way of that, of course, those things don't happen and they stay comfortable in their addiction. So us having an understanding about how difficult addiction is for an addicted person is different than enabling them because of that. So for example, um, let's say that your husband has been out drunk driving, right? Um, he gets arrested. It is very sad that that happened because we know that the compulsion that he's feeling to drink all the drinks that he did and then, you know, get behind the, the wheel of a car is rooted in addiction, which is a disease. However, you can't tell that to the police officer and have him say, oh, okay, well, I understand. You, you know, you get a free pass. You can go. Because there are still consequences for that. So you may feel very sad and very um, empathetic towards him in that situation, but you don't want to enable him by going and bailing him out of jail or, you know, paying all the legal costs or whatever it is that makes it, makes him feel like, oh, well, you know, that wasn't that bad. Got to go to a couple classes, you know, it'll be fine. So you see the difference. It's, it's, it's a, a dance kind of to stay on the mercy side of the line without drifting over into the enabling side side. But the good news is there's actually one single thing that if you didn't do anything else would make staying on that line much easier. And that is boundaries. Because boundaries are when you set up healthy boundaries, that's what keeps you out of enabling territory. And that's also what keeps you protected in the situation. So, you know, a boundary would, would basically look like in that uh, hypothetical situation I just said, you have a boundary that if he gets arrested for drunk driving, that you will not go pick him up, go bail him out, pay his legal fees, et cetera, et cetera. Because you are at that point in enabling territory because you are making it easier for him 
to stay in his addiction because he's not feeling the consequences of those actions that are related to having drank too much. So I have something coming up that if you are a little bit fuzzy on boundaries, will be perfect, perfect for you. And I really think that this is going to be perfect for pretty much any wife of an alcoholic because even if your husband has been in addiction for a while, and even if you do have some boundaries in place or have tried to have boundaries in place before, you probably will be surprised at some of the things that I'm going to be talking about. And so what what is coming up is a free workshop. It's called the Boundaries Workshop. And I remember when I used to hear, when my husband was deep in addiction and I used to hear that I should set boundaries, I I kind of got it. I kind of didn't. I tried to set them, but they were ineffective. Um, I would say, well, you can't do ABC and he would do it and then we would fight. That's what what the boundary setting looked like in my situation. Uh, It just ended up causing more and more resentment. And we had enough trouble going on in our marriage. More resentment and more reasons to fight was not what I needed. But the problem is that I was not setting effective boundaries. I was not setting healthy boundaries. I wasn't doing it right. I didn't really understand how to do it right. So I wasn't. Once I finally learned what a healthy boundary looked like, what an unhealthy boundary looked like, and how to create them in a way where they were effective, then that changed everything. I learned that a little bit late in the game. I wish I'd have known how to do it correctly before, but better late than never, right? So that's what I want to share with you. I want to share in this workshop with you how to create healthy boundaries based on the right foundation. Um, why are they so important? Why have you my, may, bleh, excuse me? Why have you possibly not had success before with either creating boundaries or adhering to boundaries before? Like what what has it been that has gone awry when you've attempted to do the boundary thing in the past? Um, I also want to share with you the number one misconception around boundaries for the wife of an alcoholic. Um, there's something that everybody thinks that, well, not everybody, there's something that a lot of women think that boundaries are supposed to look like, um, and it's completely backwards. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how to successfully put healthy boundaries into place in your own life. And in turn, that will enable you to feel so much more empowered, so much more peaceful. You'll feel like, okay, I know what to do. It's not always just this spiral of, Um, He does this and it just sets you off on either a tangent of being angry, sad, resentful, hopeless, all those feelings that we all end up feeling when we're in this situation. So I really hope you will join me for this free workshop. Um, Boundaries can be a huge game changer where addiction is concerned, Uh, not only for you, but also for the addicted person themselves, because like we just talked about, boundaries will not protect them from the consequences of their actions, which in turn can end up leading to recovery. So it's really, really important stuff. If you would like to join me for that free boundaries workshop, uh, all you have to do is go to the website, which is www.marriedtoaddiction.com, and you will see a tab right up there at the top that says boundaries workshop. So just check out the details on that page and click to sign up. It's 100% free, and I would love to have you there with me. So I hope that that has shed a little bit of light for you on the difference between uh, having mercy and, you know, being understanding about what somebody is going through, what your husband is going through, and drifting into that enabling side where you are not only understanding, but trying to um, 
take away the consequences of his actions to make him more comfortable because you feel bad that he is the victim of alcoholism. So it can be a, a tough line to walk if you don't have the understanding. Once you get the understanding, you know, once you really start to learn what boundaries are for and how they can be used, then you can still have all the empathy in the world, but not set him up to stay in addiction permanently because he is having to deal with those consequences. So thank you so much for being here. As always, please again, head to the website to sign up for that free boundaries workshop, and I will see you next time. Quick question for you before I let you go today. Have you been to the Married to Addiction website? If you haven't, I would love if you would go pay it a visit. It's just marriedtoaddiction.com. And over there, you can see um, just a lot of different information about my podcast. There is a blog on there. There's some free resources for you. And there's also a few ways that you can actually get some help if you need a little more help and direction and support as you travel this difficult path with your addicted husband. So if you haven't yet, please go visit marriedtoaddiction.com. Thanks so much.